And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It still feels like summer. It still does. <laughs> it's only going to get hotter from now on. And it's only uh, mid-June. You're right. You're right. It's only mid-June. Um, brace yourselves. <laughs> Certainly I'm bracing and not looking forward to it. But uh, <laughs> hopefully summer will be short as well, uh, as we've seen spring and uh, the fall will be quite short as well, right? And I don't know. I'm trying to look for a glasses half full moment. And as long as the air quality looks pristine, I'll I'll take the minor win. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's best yeah. not to get our hopes up, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we have weather updates daily for you, too, uh, but no time for that in keyword news. So how about we jump into the deep end of this poll? We're going to try to clarify major headlines for our listeners, starting with a six-day uh, two-leg tour for President Yoon. This is our first keyword of the day. Yoon in Paris. So President Yoon has arrived in France to promote Busan's bid to host the 2030 World Expo. It's the first leg of this two-nation tour that will also take him to Vietnam. So what's the latest? Right, so President Yoon and his wife Kim Gunny arrived late in the afternoon at local time via Paris Orly Airport. He was greeted by the French ambassador to Korea, Philippe Lefort, and the French, uh, French uh, foreign ministry official. Now, from the Korean side... Uh, Ambassador Chechachal to France, Ambassador Anil Huan to the OECD, and uh, Ambassador Pak Sang-mi to UNESCO welcomed Yoon and Kim. And in the evening, he attended a meeting of Korean residents in France, and he asked for their help in promoting Busan's bid to host the expo, uh, stressing that the process of bidding for the expo is more difficult than the Olympics or the World Cup because the 179 members of the BIE hold a secret ballot in each country. Now, Yoon will attend a General Assembly of the BIE, the uh, international body that's in charge of overseeing the World Expo, on Tuesday and Wednesday. He'll be giving an English speech uh, planned on the first day. Now, the Assembly will be held in Isile-Molignon, a commune in the southwestern suburb area of Paris, and it brings together... Uh, delegates from all 179 member states of the BIE. Uh, this will be the fourth presenta uh, presentation uh, by the candidate cities ahead of the selection of the winner uh, in November. So essentially, it's the last chance for mm. Korea to kind of uh, get their presentations and promotions done before that secret ballot. And you'll also hold a summit uh, with the French President Emmanuel Macron on Tuesday as well. The two leaders are expected to talk about their countries' uh, respective Indo-Pacific strategies, uh, cooperation on international security issues, and cooperation on future industries such as AI. Now, on Wednesday, Yoon will attend uh, an official reception hosted by Korea to rally support from foreign delegations, and, of course, then he'll travel to Vietnam on Thursday for a three-day state visit. It will be Yoon's uh, first bilateral visit to a member of ASEAN. Now, he'll hold a summit with the Vietnamese president, Vo uh, Vo Van Thong, on Friday hmm. and discuss ways to deepen the comprehensive strategic partnership that was established between the two countries um, last year. And he'll also meet with other Vietnamese officials and also attend a state dinner. Hmm. And also, more interestingly, and what is pretty much the focus of this trip to Vietnam, four different business events have been planned, including 
a Korea-Vietnam partnership fair and a luncheon with Korean business people um, in Vietnam. And Yoon will be accompanied by a 205-member uh, business delegation, which mm. will be the largest yet under the current administration. All right. So for the forthcoming days, we'll be covering that trip in detail. For now, let's turn our attention to education reform. This is our second keyword of the day. Killer questions. So the central government is set to make the college entrance exam, by some measurable standard, easier by excluding extremely difficult killer questions. This is part of efforts to tackle the country's dependence on private education. I only hesitate to say easier, but that's because that's just so relative. But tell us the details of the plan. It is relative. I mean, some might find it easier, some might not. But uh, of course, that's... uh, is what uh, a lot of people are saying anyway, because uh, these killer questions are basically these questions designed to make uh, the test a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the ruling party of the government, they agree that these so-called killer questions are an easy way to increase uh, test discrimination, but it is the root cause of basically pushing students uh, to private education. Uh, This has led to a significant increase uh, in private education expenses, uh, that's why they're also they also agreed to exclude questions not covered uh, in public education. Now, the decision to exclude these difficult questions from the uh, CSAT has sparked confusion and debate about the difficulty level of this year's exam, especially uh, as it's just uh, five months away. Mm. However, the presidential office clarified that the goal is not to make the exam easier, but to uh, remove questions that are deemed inappropriate and unfair. Um, in recent years, the CSAT has featured several so-called killer questions that are based on university curricula, mm. so not really in tandem with what would be high school level um, material, right, right, yeah, and material. And this has allowed basically the private education sector to profit significantly by providing strategies to basically solve these uh, questions. Um, there's been a drama recently, Ilta scandal in uh, Korea, which uh, kind of delved a little bit into this issue. But basically, you know, these star teachers mm. and these hagwons making uh, millions uh, and millions of billions of one, in fact. And the government's decision um, has been met with mixed uh, reactions. While some applaud the effort to reduce private education expenses uh, and the level uh, and level the playing field for all students, others express concerns about the potential impact on the competitiveness of the uh, college entrance pro- uh, process. So basically, those who can afford to send their kids to these ones and get these questions answered basically have an advantage, is what uh, uh, the concern was. Now, mm-hmm. since March, Yoon has actually ordered that these killer questions be excluded, um, especially from mock CSAT tests. However, a recent mock test that was conducted uh, in June um, this month, included a number of killer questions and was reportedly not as easy as expected. And therefore, the head of the institute designing the exam every year uh, resigned yesterday, apparently for failing to adjust the difficulty level um, mm. of the exam. This came actually after a high-ranking education ministry official uh, in charge of the CSAT was also replaced last week for apparently the same reason. Now, regarding the opposition party's criticism that the government uh, is causing confusion among students and parents, the ruling People Power Party uh, once again clarified that Yoon's remarks are aimed at establishing a fair CSAT and uh, to alleviate the financial burden of private tutoring on households, the government plans to expand uh, support for 
EBS, basically the channel which provides uh, tutoring lessons through uh, TV, radio and the internet for free, mm. as well as support for other after-school uh, programs as well. All right, we'll have to wait and see. The idea is to make that test more fair for everyone, including those who don't have access to private education or, or the budget for it. But we'll have to wait and see because that's just the beginning of the conversation. Let's turn our attention to our third keyword of the day. One yen rate. So the Japanese yen extended losses against the Korean won yesterday to touch an eight-year low. This came amid a differing monetary policies pursued by the two countries. Uh, for those who are traveling to Japan, certainly good news. For exporters to Japan, not so much. What's the latest? Yeah, and in terms of exporters, it kind of depends on what mm. uh, products are being exported as well, because some might actually benefit from mm-hmm. them and others not so much. Now, uh, as of 8.23 a.m. Uh, yesterday, the... Uh, arbitrage exchange rate using the dollar as the intermediary currency touched 897.51 per 100 yen before slightly rising to the uh, 901 range. Uh, the yen is also down 11 uh, a bit percent from early April when the Japanese currency hit a one-year peak versus the one. Uh, now, the yen came under pressure as the Bank of Japan kind of stuck to its uh, accommodative Uh, monetary policy, the BOJ uh, maintained its negative 0.1% short-term interest rate target and a 0% cap on the 10-year bond yield set under uh, its yield curve control policy. Uh, The BOJ governor, Katsuo Ueda, said he was still waiting for signs of more sustainable uh, inflation, indicating the central bank Uh, is unlikely to shift its loose monetary policy uh, anytime soon. Of course, this compares with uh, other major central banks, including the Bank of Korea and the U.S. Fed's fight against uh, inflation as well. So Japan is basically taking a kind of a a different approach to what major central banks are taking at the moment. And this all is causing basically the yen to depreciate. Mm -hmm. Now, traditionally, a deepening yen Uh, yen depreciation is considered to be particularly damaging to companies in the fields of automobiles, steel and petrochemicals by relatively uh, reducing the export competitiveness of Mm. Korean companies. There are also concerns that a uh, prolonged depreciation of the yen could be detrimental to the recovery of what has been uh, dwindling Korean exports due to slumping uh, chip sales mainly. Uh, However, there is a view that the yen's weakness is relatively more severe after the start of the U.S. rate hike. But in the long run, uh, major uh, Asian export currencies such as the one and China's yuan will also weaken along with the strong dollar, limiting uh, the impact of the yen's depreciation um, as well. So a kind of a mixed bag for depending on uh, where you stand in the economy. But uh, Yes, it could be good news for just uh, your average traveler going to Japan. Uh, I recently made a trip there, so um, I don't know if I benefited that much from the exchange No, I think you benefited plenty compared (laughs) to the days when, just about a year and a half ago, when yen was not at the current price, not even close. That is true. So yes, compared to that period, (laughs) certainly uh, I did uh, profit a little bit in terms of uh, uh, exchange rates. But Mm. uh, yeah, but there you have it. The yen is... certainly facing some pressure and exporters, of Mm. course, are suffering because of it. And of course, that is another headache for the government as well, because of course, that ties into the economic economic growth uh, and whatnot. All right, let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Arrest immunity. 
So Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung says he would waive his parliamentary protections against arrests and stand in front of a judge to prove what he calls unfair investigations of him by the Yoon administration. He's saying, I'm innocent, so I'll abide by, well, the law. Yes, that's right. So, so basically, there's been a lot of uh, tense interactions sure. and investigations between uh, Lee Jae-myung and the current administration and prosecutors uh, alike as well. And he told Parliament that if an arrest warrant is requested, he will personally show up for a warrant review and demonstrate what he called the prosecutor's insolence. Now, he accused the Yoon government of oppression, uh, which he said would destroy society uh, instantly. And he added that the government is bent on raids, arrests and uh, political strife without taking care of the economy and diplomacy. Now, he said the prosecution uh, has conducted more than 300 raids in a probe targeting him while investigating almost all of the people close to him during his years uh, as Songnam mayor. And he said he's giving up his immunity from arrest to not give the government and the ruling party as well a pretext to divide the opposition Democratic Party. Now, by law, uh, for those who don't know, lawmakers are immune from arrest while Parliament is in session in Korea. Mm. Uh, the system was actually enacted to prevent political prosecutions of lawmakers by authoritarian governments uh, of the past. And lawmakers, though, can be arrested only uh, when the majority of lawmakers consent to it. And the DP leader is currently indicted uh, in 12 cases, including election law violations, the controversial uh, Tezandong land development scandal, uh, bribery involving corporate sponsorship of uh, Sungnam's football club. All those charges relate to actions he took when he was uh, Sungnam's mayor. Now, under the current parliamentary session, uh, four arrest warrant requests were actually made against DP lawmakers, including uh, E. However, none have passed, while an arrest motion against a PPP lawmaker uh, was passed. So it just goes to show the sheer power uh, that the uh, DP holds uh, mm. with its majority in Parliament. So I think that's why I think Lee Jae-myung is more confident that he's willing to give up his immunity um, of arrest. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, that uh, conflict and tensions between the two sides continues. And on to our final keyword of the day. Blinken meets Xi. Speaking of conflict and tensions, uh, have you seen such a high-stakes, uh, tense relationship? U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has met with Chinese President Xi Jinping in Beijing, uh, the first time she has met with the U.S. Secretary of State in five years. The last time that happened was in 2018. Uh, let's, of course, take a look at what was discussed. Yeah, so uh, it was a very surprise visit uh, or meeting in fact it wasn't really um out in the public or wasn't really scheduled uh, but uh, blinker told reporters that he had a robust conversation uh, with c the white house said the talks were uh, constructive uh, now though fundamental disagreements do remain considerably between the two countries the consensus on monday between blinken uh, c and other chinese officials was to continue high level discussions going forward uh, ensuring that tensions between the two superpowers do not escalate uh, into conflict. And uh, she stressed the importance of steady relations between the two nations, adding that the world needed a generally stable uh, China-US relationship. And he added that whether the two countries can find the right way to get along bears on the future and destiny of humanity. And he said he hopes that uh, Blinken's visit uh, could help in that direction. Uh, Blinken also said both sides agreed on the need for the US and China to stabilize bilateral mm. ties. And he added that Washington 
had no illusions about the challenges of managing the relationship because it is a very tricky one to manage at that. Um, and he said he, the U.S. was an advocate for de-risking and diversifying economic engagement with China as well, echoing an approach recently adopted um, by the G7. And he also, meanwhile, urged China to use its influence on North Korea to rein in the regime for making uh, further provocations as well. Uh, the talks show that both countries recognize the stakes of the rivalry. Uh, could this set the stage for a meeting between Xi and President Joe Biden of the United States? We'll mm. have to wait and see. Thank you very much, Adam, for today's coverage. Sorry to rush, but gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> see you. It's probably fine. You're very welcome to see you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.